I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is the podcast of a woman named Rad and a man named Paul. Welcome to Game for Anything. Hey, I'm Rad. And I'm Paul. And welcome to Game for Anything's CES 2024 episode. Now, CES, aka the Consumer Electronics Show, is a big old event that happens in Las Vegas every year where tons of the big and small tech companies come along to show off their latest innovations in consumer technology. It's fresh, it's exciting, but most importantly, there's often lots of silly things shown off by all sorts of creative people. And when I say creative, I mean creative. Truly creative. We put a clock in something. Look, I think one of the things about CES is there's so many incredible innovations and sometimes it's a little hard to wrap your head around exactly what happened. So we are going to talk you through some of the biggest and strangest reveals. Well, more accurately, we're going to talk you through the ones that we personally <laughs> found very interesting. <laughs> yeah, the ones we give a shit about, basically. Yeah, yeah. Look, you can't like spit at the world of tech without AI getting hit. Now, is that how the saying goes? You can't, you can't throw a stone. Spitting <laughs> yeah, distance. I'm mixing my metaphors. Let's not spit. It's unhygienic, and there's probably some sort of tech to to clean that up afterwards. You can't throw a stone uh, in the world of tech without hitting the phrase AI nowadays, and obviously AI uh, has become much more in the zeitgeist since the launch of ChatGPT, large language models. It's all we seem to be able to talk about now. Having said that, AI is still a very kind of vague term. Uh, it can mean many, many things. Also, it, AI has been used in technologies for years and years and years now. But everyone wants to jump on the bandwagon, uh, which is why I'm now going to introduce to you an AI-powered pillow. <laughs> what does that mean? What, what Does it flip itself to keep you cool? Like, what <laughs> the hell is an AI-powered pillow? It actually sounds pretty cool because... It's a self-inflating pillow. So it's called the motion pillow. And essentially what it does is uses, I believe it uses the microphone on your phone mm. to listen to you to hear when you're snoring, which is not new. There are apps that do that and like record your snoring and kind of tell you um, metrics and data on your sleep to try and help improve your sleep. But with the addition of the motion pillow, <laughs> it will uh, inflate and deflate sections of the pillow to kind of tilt and move your head while you're asleep oh. when you're snoring to try and stop you snoring. So it's the equivalent of someone coming and like shoving you <laughs> to try and stop the snoring. Right. So could you hack it to crush someone's head? <laughs> like just to wrap around <laughs> and smother you? Because let me tell you something, Rad, when I snore, uh, nobody next to me is, is kind enough to give me a gentle nudge. This is a shut the hell up moment. Is there a shut the hell up setting on this pillow? I don't believe so. Uh, I think it's purpose is to gently and without waking you oh. just kind of adjust how your head is sitting and allegedly 94% of trial participants found that they snored less while using the motion pillow oh. so 
if it works, I mean, that's pretty sweet because snoring sucks. <laughs> <laughs> to put it lightly. Yeah, to put it lightly, there are so many health problems associated with snoring. It can imply all kinds of, uh, you know, and it has knock-on effects. You can wake up with headaches, you're restless, you're angry, your neck hurts. And as someone who suffers from migraines, I'm like, maybe I need to get a motion pillow and try and adjust this during the night as opposed to the morning after. Well, if you like that, you may also like the Darushi. Darushi. You know the, the furniture maker or like... You've seen their stores. It's got that that guy. You mean the spooky dude? Yeah, it's got that guy in the ads. Yeah, this... <laughs> uh, the T11 Pro is a mattress that won a CES Innovation Award, and it's a smart mattress that wow. can apparently detect a bunch of stuff about how you're sleeping and extrapolate that data to tell you stuff about your health. Parenthetically, I should add that the Darucci guy, the creepy Darucci guy in all the ads, uh, I know a guy who's an investigative journalist and he spent quite a while trying to figure out who that guy was. He was like, is the Mr. Darucci a real mattress designer? Because he's the face of this, you know, mattress company. Turns out he's a stock photo model that they use. He's literally... He's just some guy that they put in a shirt and told to look profound. What I'm saying is Darucci is a lie and I will not be using that product. The next thing you're going to do is tell me that Ronald McDonald did not invent the cheeseburger. And I don't want to hear it, Paul. <laughs> yeah, so it sounds like you can add AI to everything in your life nowadays, including your sleep. And apparently the T11 Pro has uh, 23 flexible sleep slash health AI sensors that instantly tracks subtle changes in position, body temperature, heart rate, and health. Hmm. With 18 flexible support airbags that respond to movement and position, supporting head, spine, etc., designed by human machine engineering. So I, for one, didn't think that my sleep yep. needed to be done on uh, self-inflating bags that adjust how I'm lying, but apparently that's the future. Yeah. That is what's coming for us. Thank you, CES. Thank you, CES, for making me worry about sleep being hackable. The one place I'm safe, you sons of bitches, in <laughs> <front> of my life. <laughs> well, look, actually, something else that I want to talk about, which is also AI-related and which was debuted at CES, God. it's called Flappy. Flappy like Flappy Bird? Yeah, a little bit, yes, exactly like Flappy Bird. Uh, although, hopefully, it will last a little bit longer than that flash in the pan. Look, Flappy was invented by two twins from Switzerland. And Switzerland has apparently quite an unusually high per capita amount of cats. So apparently oh. a third of all households in Switzerland are filled with cats. Sorry, not, not filled with cats. They have cats. <laughs> I, I don't know how many cats they have per house. But basically this was becoming a bit of a thing that uh, cats were rocking up with like dead animals in their mouths. I don't own a cat. I don't know whether this is a common thing, but apparently it is a bit of a problem cats rocking up with little presents for you the way that you're talking about it you sound like a martian because you're like oh and you know they had all these cats in switzerland and apparently they started bringing dude that's just cats that's just what they do yeah. if you let your cat go outside <laughs> yeah sometimes even if you don't let them go outside sometimes like a cockroach or whatever will get into the house and the mm. the cat will play with it and carry it around a little bit it's an instinct i think it's a hunting instinct and it's and i applaud it and i think you humans have very quaint customs when it comes to pets <laughs> look i think for me personally i'm just not a cat guy but i like the idea of things that can make the cat experience more streamlined so the idea is the flappy is it's an ai equipped smart cat door right so it has what they call integrated prey detection uh which is actually what my old parish priest had you could tell if we weren't stupid joke stupid church joke <laughs> so there's a camera 
in the flappy that tracks your cat and can tell whether it's got something dead in its mouth. And then if it does, it just locks the door. So it locks your cat outside until your cat jettisons whatever it's got. And additionally, Rad, it can tell whether or not it's your cat. This is a more interesting feature to me. It, it, it learns what your cat looks like and basically is like a border crossing. It doesn't let random cats into your house. Okay, two things. The way that you mm. phrased that, does that mean that if the mouse or whatever that it's got is still alive, then it can come into the house? I don't actually know. That is an ex- You mean no, if it's- No, look it wait. up right now. Look it up. Okay, let's see. Here we go. Okay, let's look up the- Because I want to know if this is an error in how they've designed it or if this is a poorly error- in just how you've explained it. Let's see. I'm looking it up now. Flappy. Okay. All it says is it stops your cat bringing home dead mice and birds. It doesn't say anything about living, like living animals. So it it is. It does sound like a problem with the phrasing of the marketing material. I hope. I hope they're not letting live stuff through. <laughs> not like a loophole maybe they're just pacifists and they're like look if you've killed the thing then you don't deserve to come back in but also i don't know whether this mapping applies to other animal species in full stop like can dogs get through can snakes get through or is it only dealing with cats i mean if it's learning what your cat looks like then surely a dog and a snake wouldn't be able to get through because it's only letting your cat through yeah i guess so yeah, okay, right. So it literally is just a border crossing and it's got app functionality as well. So you can probably tailor it. Like if you feel like being a bit of a dick, you can probably be very specific. Maybe there's a feature in there to let other people's cats in if you want to sort of add them. It's like a gym membership, right? Like you can add somebody to the guest list. You can't have another cat sneak in directly behind your your cat. Well, the problem with this though is that typically speaking, you don't necessarily want to let your cats free roam outside because they do things like kill mice or birds and often native birds, which is a problem. So to me, I mean, look, that's in Australia. I don't know whether um, kind of the culture around cat ownership is a little bit different elsewhere in the world. But to Mm. me, this, this product seems like it's just enabling something that you maybe shouldn't be doing with your cat anyway. But, I don't know, still cool, I guess. Why have a cat door when you can have an AI-powered cat door? Why have a pillow when you can have an AI-powered pillow, right? (laughs) That's exactly right, yeah. Also, I like the idea that if you're a really evil man, you could basically program it to only let them in if they've got something in their mouth. (laughs) Basically train them to gather (laughs) and hunt fresh meat. Oh. Yeah, well, I've been interested in taking up taxidermy, so maybe I can just train a bunch of cats <laughs> to bring me goods. Get a really get the flappy XL, so it's the three cats drag in a dead deer, and you're like, finally, <laughs> I needed that bust. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But blessedly, CES hasn't only been an AI fest. It's also just been regular tech exciting innovations and paul i am not necessarily like a car guy i don't really know that much about engines and the inner workings per se but holy Mm -hmm. hell do i love a cool car and holy hell do i love 
a concept car. And there have been some really exciting ones shown off at CES. It does happen every year. They're not just showing off gidgets and gazmos, but cars are a big part of it too. <laughs> and one that really caught my eye was the Hyundai Mobion concept car. So Hyundai have been pretty big in the EV world as of late. Their Ionic range have been very well loved. Uh, same with their electronic Konas. And this concept car, the Mobion, is based on the Ionic 5, which was a very highly celebrated, very, very high-end EV. But there's two really exciting things uh, about the Mobion. The first one is what they're calling in-wheel technology, which is where there are actually four small motors for each wheel that enables each wheel to generate its own power independently and braking independently. So allegedly it gives you yeah. more seamless movement and kind of more control over how the car moves. Hang on. From a, I'm just trying to picture, because as someone who doesn't drive, I'm trying to picture what this would actually do to the driving experience. Because when you brake, I assume every wheel stops at the exact same time. Oh God, no. That is not how braking works, Paul. <laughs> No? Hang on, is it like 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 back no, and forward? No. Like, has... <laughs> oh no. So oh, no. So most cars will either be rear wheel, front wheel, or all wheel drive, and that basically means like either the front two, the back two, or all of the wheels at the same time will be given power and spin and then brake. So typically most cars will be front wheel drive, and that's also where the brakes will be. And you also don't have braking where all the wheels just stop. Because that would cause okay. skidding. So if you, have you ever heard of like ABS? Um, isn't that when your bowels are bad? Oh, that's IBS. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> ABS essentially kind of closes and opens the brakes uh, rapidly so that it's not just a complete lock. So you still have a little bit of steering in it and it just helps with like the traction and stuff. So yeah, if you've ever kind of been riding a bike and you're going really fast and you slam on the brakes, that is a surefire way mm. to fling over the handlebars. Uh, but when you have yep. ABS braking, it's kind of like softly pumping the brakes so that you actually just slow down. Oh, so instead of like, it's fa 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 fa. So it's sort of, yes. okay, I'm, I'm getting the, the general idea. But the reason that this car has in-wheel technology is because mm -hmm. of the second feature that is the much more exciting feature, which is the <laughs> e-corner system, where the wheels can turn more than 90 degrees to enable the car <gasps> to move sideways like a crab. Get out. So you could literally line up a park that is impossible to kind of like back and forward your way out of and just slide in like a Game Boy cartridge. Theoretically. Yeah, I have been waiting <sighs> for a car that does this. <gasps> I feel my whole life, I've seen videos of, I think it was a concept car in like the 30s that had a big wheel on the back that would drop mm. down, like kind of where they normally would put like a spare tire, it would drop down sure. and allow you to pivot in kind of, you know, a circular motion and move into car spaces that way. Yeah. That seemed cool, but we we have all been waiting for this technology since Will Smith's iRobot with their spherical <laughs> wheels... We've been waiting, and now it seems like it's here, but it probably won't come to consumers for several more years, and it will be very expensive. Oh, my God. This is one step away from flying cars. Actually, this might make flying cars obsolete. It's so useful. This is... 
genuinely interesting. And you're right. You're right. This innovation, the second one, wouldn't work without the first one. Yes. So these go hand in hand, and it's just yeah, really, really cool to see what Hyundai are doing in this space because. Man, they're making some sick cars and man, they really make me feel like I need to get a lot richer to be able to buy the things I want and live the lifestyle I want. Tell me about it. I mean, this is maybe exactly the push I need to actually learn how to drive. I think this might be it, which means I'll be learning to drive in about 19 years. uh, So when this finally hits the market and becomes mainstream. Well, look, Rad, speaking of things with doors... Um, I'd like to talk about very quickly. So there is a new Xbox Series S product which has been released. I don't know if you remember, but a couple of years back, Xbox released a fridge, like a like an official yeah. Xbox bar fridge. Because when the Series X came out, everyone was like, this thing looks like a fridge. And then they made mock-ups of uh, Xbox fridge and pretended they were releasing it. Internet went wild, and then they said, all right, bet, and they made the fridge. And they made the fridge, and I went and read some reviews of the fridge, because it was one of those things that, being an idiot, I coveted quietly, but I went and read this review, and this is from the official instructions for the Xbox fridge. This fridge is not intended for long periods of continuous use. It is advised to turn it off intermittently when possible. Now, Rad, I don't know about you, but when I put something in a fridge, I expect it to say cold, I don't need to, like, I'm, I don't want to have to keep an eye on it. So I read more reviews of the fridge, and it turns out the fridge is, much like cars that aren't very good, an absolute lemon. This is not a prestige product. It is a novelty based on a joke, but apparently the new product that premiered at CES is the real deal. So it's the new Xbox Series S toaster, and it's just appeared on the Walmart website alongside other legitimate toasters for $39.99 USD. Now, I think that's about... Eh, 50 bucks AUD, so it's not a high-end toaster, but it's a real toaster, and apparently it works okay. Paul, you started this by saying you wanted to talk about doors. I think you'll find that a toaster doesn't have doors. It's got that little flap at the bottom which lets you get crumbs out. That's kind of a door. No? I think you know it's not. You just used the fridge to segue, a bad segue (laughs) to begin with, might I add. But I let it go. Very unrelated. Very unrelated. (laughs) It's a yeah, it's a bad segue for a for a potentially bad product, but look, as far as the novelty of the fridge goes, I wanted to actually see whether this toaster was worthy of purchasing. So it's got different features that are legitimate features at first at first glance. It's got six different shade settings, although most toasters have that. Uh, it's got a wide bread guide that can self-center toast. It can fit bagels. It has like a defrost setting. But the real reason people are buying this, Rad, is because when you toast your toast, it burns an, an Xbox logo into your toast. That's the main reason I suspect that people are buying this. Now, it's not the first toaster to let you burn things into your toast, but it is the first that I found out about. And as such, I'm like, do I need this can you turn off that feature or like every piece of toast is going to be an xbox piece of toast i don't think you can toggle the feature i think it's a mandatory x it's like a cattle brand really oh gosh and i have to assume like the fridge that it's in the style of an xbox console like the exterior looks Mm. like an xbox series s yes it looks like you're putting your toast into an xbox console and pulling out toast that's been branded with an x if you're a really big fan of the xbox branding and xboxes in general great but i don't think this is going to make its way into fine dining establishments look i do love a touch of novelty and if it actually works and toasts your toast i don't know that i can be mad at this one yeah me either although i'm not sure that 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 is necessarily in the spirit of CES. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this is the big consumer electronics show in the world. We've just talked about products where people are like literally changing 
how cars can move. They're adding <laughs> lateral motion to cars. And Xbox are here like, burns our logo into your toes, stay. <laughs> so I want to bring us back to the true spirit of CES, which is innovation, uh, and talk about something that Samsung have shown off that they also got an innovation award for. It's called The Link. And basically, Paul, you're a gamer. As far as I know. Actually, I just realized that that is not the in or the link, which that's a little pun. We'll come back to that later. Uh, this is not the link for you because you actually just work off of a laptop. That's a whole other thing. But many gamers, uh, PC gamers, do enjoy a nice little multi-monitor setup. And Samsung yeah. have looked at that whole situation and said, love a multi-monitor, but it's not aesthetic. There's too many cables running around. It's messy. It's not clean. We don't like it. So we're introducing the link. Do you see what I did there? I said link earlier and then I said it again because it's the name of the product. You linked the two, if anything. It worked beautifully. I did. I did. So what this is, <laughs> uh, basically they've created these monitors. It seems like they can click together to daisy chain without any additional cables. Now, there's been a little bit of change in the messaging uh, that Samsung has put out about this. So it's not necessarily 100% clear how this works yet. But the idea is super duper thin 4K 32-inch monitors that you can click together for a seamless, beautiful multi-monitor setup. Does kind of technically mean that you would have to buy just these monitors to do that. And I know many people, myself included, their multi-monitor setup is a little bit more haphazard. Maybe they have old monitors in there or monitors that serve yeah. different particular purposes and sizes. However, mm -hmm. for the super rich who don't want an extra cable, ooh, have Samsung got the thing for you. <laughs> Is it pretty? I know a lot of really great tech has a really, you know, it, it does something incredible, but does the actual product look sleek? So, so far, we only really have what look like kind of concept renders of the product. It does look mm. super sleek. It looks futuristic. And I mean, like, that's what they're going for, right? Uh, so yeah. they look like just pieces of paper with a flat stand on the bottom. So it's kind of like a upside down T-shape. Right. There is a strip at the bottom that it's unclear if that is like a bezel or something, which I'm desperately hoping that it's not. I wouldn't think that it is. Uh, I think it's just what they've put as the quote unquote image on these monitors. Sure. But yeah, super duper thin. And then they just kind of sit next to each other. So for someone who doesn't you have a multi-monitor setup, like what practical use is there for something this bougie i mean multiple monitors let's say you're i assume when you're mixing audio cutting together video doing all that stuff but you couldn't game on a curved wraparound monitor could you you definitely can huh and because the bezels on this thing look so so slim it looks like you can essentially create like if you were to get three of them an ultra wide monitor that's just three monitors so then later on you can use them as multiple monitors to do multitasking basically. But if wow. you've never used a multi-monitor setup, like, dude, you got to try it. It's kind of life-changing. And that's all that we have for this CES episode of Game for Anything. Thanks for joining us. If you found any extra little weird CES tidbits that you would like to tell us about, please do hit us up on socials. I love to see the weird stuff and there's so much stuff that it's easy to miss. Other than that, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>